All right, welcome back. It is uh, 3.20 here on the Blitz 1170. What is up? Hope that you had a, a great weekend on this Monday in which we have started off with uh, five-star weather here in the state of Oklahoma for the at least first couple of days. Wednesday gets a little cooler, and then, as you heard, right there. That's, that was really loud. Um, we're going to drop off a little bit and then start to climb back up over the weekend uh, here inside of the state of Oklahoma. All right, well, um, I had a friend of mine text me and say, basically, yeah, that's great. I would trade both of those basketball wins for a football win in a heartbeat <laughs> from an Oklahoma's fan's perspective over the weekend. Um, he is what I would call a cash for Sooner basketball. Basically, when they're good, he's going to pay attention, and when they're just average, he only will peek in from time to time at big games like Kansas, probably when they play Texas and a few others. But I thought it was funny that he would text me that as soon as the game was over. I'm like, man, you can't even take a moment to like relish in the opportunity to uh, think about times in past when the series was great and how awesome the game just was. And I don't think that he speaks for everyone maybe or maybe he does it's just a funny thing to tweet after or excuse me text me after what we witnessed on saturday which was an incredible game that elements of throwing it back to a time that we talked about last week especially on friday which was when the series was at its peak didn't that game have multiple moments that you could have sworn that you looked over the sidelines and it would you have been shocked to have seen the denim shirt kind of pacing back and forth with the arms folded and the red tie to see Eddie over there barking out orders? It it had moments where it felt like that. Now, not the entire game, but we at least got somewhat of a throwback version of a Bedlam game, much more so in quality of play from what we got a few weeks ago in Norman. And I know that that one's rough from an Oklahoma State fan's perspective, but even Mike Boynton said it. Hey, man, that's a hell of a basketball game. And he said, basically, when I think of classic games, I think of moments and games like that. And whether or not this game comes back next year or not, whether it's three years, whether it's two years, five years, who knows, I think we all feel somewhat entertained, like we're Maximus inside of uh, the Coliseum. After watching that Bedlam game on Saturday, it had moments of everything, good, bad, and also flat-out incredible with the last shot that was made to send Oklahoma off to be victorious. Bravo, Bedlam is the only thing I can say after Saturday. I know there are there are definitely Cowboy fans that, that don't like the aftertaste of that game, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that wasn't having a good time watching that game play out, right? I mean... There were there were yes. some maddening moments on both sides, but there were a lot of good moments on both sides. And at the end of the day, I think, like you said, it was just an entertaining basketball game, as opposed to you know what we've had in in recent matchups or even the travesty that was the the last Bedlam game this season. I mean, this was what you would hope a rivalry game would look like every time out, right? Like you got the sense from the the opening moment of that game until the very end that both teams wanted that one on just a different level than you want just a, any any win on its own and i thought the the extra effort 
from both teams was was clearly visible. And when you have, I think, moments and periods throughout the game of, of good shot making, as opposed to just the dread of feeling like neither team can capitalize on anything, uh, that definitely makes it a lot better. But, you know, there, there are things to, I think, praise and critique in this game, but I, I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you go to anything but uh, how fun that game was as the number one narrative. Scott, I don't know how you feel, but I I get the sense that a loss like that, albeit incredibly difficult to swallow because it is Oklahoma, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, and then if you're an Oklahoma fan, clearly you're happy and feel much better about heading into the next two games against really good opponents. But from what we've seen over the last what, three weeks or so from Oklahoma State basketball in terms of effort, in terms of style of play, um, it makes performances like this are so much easier to just pass off as, you know what, we played one heck of a game that was a slugfest against our rival. I can almost digest that one a little bit more than some moments during the season in which you were just like, are we sure we're even watching growth or effort? That's at least the way I, I feel. And someone might completely disagree with that and say, like, screw you, buddy. That is OU. We hate to lose to that no matter what. I get that. But that was just one of those knockdown, dragout games that, to me, is easier to say, yeah, you know what? We had effort. We just lost compared to some games that we saw earlier in the season from Oklahoma State. Totally agree. And you look even at the last play there at the end of overtime. That was a well-defended play. Probably nine times out of ten, that's not going to go in. But it was just one of those, you know, March Madness, although we're not really in March yet, but, I mean, it was just you got to tip your hat to McCollum. I mean, but it was still a well-defended play, and you're right. They didn't just there, – there was effort there. It wasn't just lackadaisical like we saw earlier in the season, uh, you know. And, and Boynton's mentioned this, too, in the last week. You know, these guys are starting to gel. You know, they're basically – you know, sophomores and juniors now. So now they're starting to get to know each other, how, you know, how to play off each other. And, and yes, it was, it it was a, was it a great game at all times? No, but it was very fun, very entertaining. And, and uh, you could tell it meant something to both teams. It did. And um, I would say that also, I, I get that we're completely skipping over the fact that Oklahoma State had an opportunity to win that game at the end, which makes this that one that much more difficult. But I don't know. Maybe we're just going over the top with uh, the fact that we don't know future and that uh, the first one of this season was so bad that you can't do nothing but just heap praise upon what was what a great game on Saturday compared to what we witnessed earlier. That's all anyone was asking for last week, right? I mean, I don't think yes. that there were a bunch of OU fans or OSU fans that were talking trash saying, like, my team's going to beat your team and my team's clearly better. No, nobody was doing that. Nobody really knew what they were going to get from their teams. It was, fingers crossed, we have a really good rivalry game for the last time for the foreseeable future, and you hope that it goes your way, but you just wanted it to be a contest where your team had a chance, and you felt like they left it all out there. And I think both teams gave their fan bases that. And to your point, I mean, we'll get to the free throw. I, I think we have to talk about that. But I just don't think that, for me at least, that was like, when that game ended, that wasn't my first thought, right? Like, my first thought was, 
both teams left it all out there. What a fun game. As as fans of Bedlam and watching this series for the entirety of our lifetimes, that was the type of game that you would love that, that you like to end it on, not perhaps the type of game that we saw in Norman. Yeah, and I don't I don't know where you put this one in the in the history of Bedlam matchups. I I do think the circumstances probably elevated a little bit more but it would clearly be one of the better ones that I can remember at least in the last five or six years off the top of my head yeah yeah I think and that's, that's even with that's spot on. I think moments of uh, I'm trying to remain positive but I and it's more of I again I don't know how many times I can say this I think just the current state of college basketball but um, just trying to remain positive here. Um, it it left, you know what? It left me after that was over, being like, "Damn, I hope this. They hope they get this done sooner rather than later." Instead of the, "Okay, well, if it happens next year, it ha- it happens," <laughs> because that's the way I was going into that game after Honestly, the Norman that's, game. That's, at, at, after the Norman game, and even Scott, maybe going into the game, I'm like, "All right, we'll we'll see." We'll see. I should be better than that as an Oklahoman. I get that. I should. And I should always want to see that. But it did take that game for me to finally be like, man, I really hope they do, in fact, find a way to get that done next year no matter what. And we'll get to more of that in a bit because Porter Mosier was pretty, I don't know, open and pretty optimistic about what the future of of Bedlam holds, almost to the point where it makes me think that, Maybe they have something behind the scenes that they just haven't released yet or, or said anything about. But we've got time to get to that one coming up here in a bit. Uh, now, from strictly from the Oklahoma perspective, who else thought that McCollum had stepped out of bounds? <laughs> because when he left the shot go, I was like, did his heel hit <laughs> out of bounds? I, that's the first thing that ran through my mind. And I know outside of the I counted today, because that camera angle, you couldn't see. Pause well, after right? he hit the shot. You couldn't see at all. Could not see at all. Hunziker had a 27-second pause after the shot went in, and that was the first thing that he said was like, "My gosh, I just watched the replay, and I I thought it his his foot is very close to stepping out of bounds there, but clutch, clutch, clutch in moments like that where, man, that's a lot of faith." Not only in yourself, that's a lot of faith from a coaching staff to put it in his hands and just say, you know what, go get him, buddy. Go get him. Because I don't know how anyone else felt, but I, I, there was a moment where I was like, what is he doing here at the, uh, at the last second where he was just trying to force a shot? Yeah, I, I was like, I, I really thought he wanted to get to the rim, but he wasn't going to beat his defender. And I think he just had the realization at some point that he was going to have to settle for some sort of, of long shot and – I saw more, I think, like I wouldn't say criticism, but I guess like, man, Porter really dodged a bullet there by that shot going in after calling a timeout, and that's ultimately (laughs) the last shot you get. Um, So, you know, it was almost like skip skip the celebration, skip the fact that it went in and all of that. It was like, and this was from a lot of different Twitter accounts on on Saturday that were were OU fan related. Yeah, I, I think they were like, really? That's that's the shot? Glad it went in, but that's the shot? Yeah, dribble around for 11 seconds and then throw yeah. it up at the buzzer. 
what did Porter say at the end of the game? He said that basically it was the exact same play that they had uh, tried to design to get him actually at the rim, or he was trying to draw a foul uh, while he was driving to his left. Because um, Oklahoma State was in man defense, but yeah. I guess I guess Keller made that uh, where he couldn't get to the basket at all. So basically, McCollum was like, "All right, it's got to go to my." my go-to move and it's it's a step back and just absolutely money in that moment for him to hit that and to stun what was a very loud and uh i think energetic and enthusiastic crowd which carried over into sunday as well with what was happening there against iowa but that that's the other thing too before we just move completely on that was fun because the environment presented itself as fun and not as just a another average, casual um, game in a, in a rando gym somewhere else. That was Gallagher-Iba, and it brought you back to a, a better feeling about the GIA days. Yeah, I mean, the atmosphere obviously helps the, the way you feel about a game. Um, to a large degree, and I mean, there were moments that that, that place kind of had the old-school vibes to it, for sure. And I think people, again, you're not going to get that on just any Saturday, right, against like TCU, for example. Uh, unfortunately, that's just not where we are uh, anymore, but the fact that you had a game that, that I think demanded that type of response from the crowd, it was great that they showed up and, and absolutely delivered that. But, I mean, oh, you stole one, right? Like, I, I, I got done with that game, and I thought, you know, it, it, was, well, it was well played, I think, for the most part by both teams, and, and both teams gave it everything they had, and it was a lot of fun. But, I mean, I, I felt like Oklahoma State was, was the better team over the course of, I guess, 45 minutes, right? And, and you felt like OU just was able to go on the road steal one at a much-needed time in terms of, you know, what their postseason looks like. And I would even argue, I think the positivity that OU's program gets out of that win probably outweighs the negativity that OSU experiences from that loss. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I I completely agree with that. There is something to be said about the way that that game unfolded and then just – Finding ways. I mean, second ch- second chance points were incredible, um, and multiple moments of that, to where because what was the second half? I think Pistols firing said there was twelve second second chance points. I think in the second half alone for Oklahoma, and you combine that with the missed opportunities at the free throw line, where they were also able to get offensive rebounds and go back in and put those in for points in that moment. Um, that's kind of what makes you feel a little unfulfilled if you're on the Oklahoma State side, to your point about them stealing a game uh, in that environment. And with, with that setting, you do kind of get that sense a little bit from the Oklahoma State side. And I don't, I don't necessarily think it's completely a season saver, but, man, it, it feels like it's very close to that for OU, right, given – where they were at with the two straight losses, what lies ahead in terms of the rest of their schedule. Uh, you lose three in a row and just the general perception about where you are and where you're headed. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's night and day if that shot rattled out versus it, it going in like it did. Yeah. For you to basically lead four minutes, well, almost five minutes 
and the team that you're playing in their gym led for 34, led by as many as 11. OU never led by more than three on Saturday. And then you you get out of there and now kind of OSU had a chance yourself. to win it in regulation and had the lead. A, a chance to win, yes. Yep. With, with a second left before the shot goes in, yeah. Because it's not about the actual win and what that does for your resume it's avoiding the catastrophic q3 loss that's right at this point for a moment that their resume just cannot withstand many more of those as good as the big 12 is there's there's just those losses that are viewed as unacceptable at this point late in the season and maybe the overall sense of the titanic sinking right yes because you can't help but think, you're, you're human. You can't help but think, oh, my gosh, these next two games are really difficult. And then you get in a setting to which you look up, and you're, you're down by 10, you're playing one of the top teams in the country, or if not the top team in the country, and you're like, my God, here we are right back in this. What, what ultimately is going to become of us? It just it completely – what was that thing we used to play with as kids where you would draw on it and then you'd lift it up and it would vanish? Do you remember what that thing it was like magic paper or something like that? Like that's kind of how I feel was what was happening with Oklahoma and basketball right now is they've, they've had a chance to completely reset now after getting that win in Gallagher-Iba. Oh, I, I, I need to know the name of that so badly now. What is exactly the name what of that, Scott? You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. They had them like – like you could get like different I mean they all had the same design but you could get like Dukes of Hazard and like all kinds of like license Yeah, I had a Sesame Street one. Yes. Elvin Lindblad for crying out loud. Scott, you'll know who that is. Like Elvin still used one of those when he was doing stats for people and had one from like the eighties that he was still using a few years ago. Damn it, what is the name of that thing? I'm gonna Google draw thing that you pull <laughs> that you pull up and drawing disappears. <laughs> uh, All I'm getting is uh, let's see. magic slate paper. All right, that might be I I don't re- it had a catchier name than magic slate. I paper. think so too, yeah. Yeah. I magic can't slate. The life of me, I can't remember. Magic slate. Maybe that was it. Maybe I just don't. I'd, I swear it had a much better name than that. I, I think anyway, so, too. That name doesn't feel point. like it's. No, it, it does. It's ringing the bells in my head. If but. someone can remember that, please uh, send one in, because we would love to hear from you on the Neuropathy Treatment uh, Clinic of Oklahoma text line here uh, on the Blitz 11. It was, it was officially have. called a Magic Slate Paper Saver. I don't remember it called. Why do I not remember it being called Magic Slate? Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. That's a garbage name. No offense to anyone who might be in the area (laughs) that had any ties to that company, but that is a a terrible name. Is this like a Mandela Effect thing where we we remember it being something else and maybe we incorrectly remember that? And they've kind of brought them back in a weird way because my daughter has like some little plastic tablet thing. That she draws on, and you click the button, and it goes away. But that thing I know for sure is not a magic slate. 
It has a completely different name on it. Anyway, that's hey, here, how here's a I punky Brewster one on eBay for thirty five dollars. <laughs> thirty five dollars for the punky Brewster one. Uh, Soleil Moon Fry. Is it bad? What was your What was your is, confidence is, level in the free throw attempt at the end of regulation? I knew he was gonna miss it. Didn't you? Didn't you just have that suspicion that he's he's going to miss this? How could you not after what we had seen at times, not only in that game, but for just how the season has played out in general for Oklahoma State? I just didn't have a good feeling at all. I think I was like 50-50. I, 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 I didn't like think he was going to miss it like, a hundred percent, but I was very torn as to what I thought was going to happen. I was fifty-fifty-two. Had gone shot for shot at times in the second half, but I just—I I don't know why—I did not have a good feeling about him at all stepping up to that line in that moment with that amount of pressure on it. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Because the game is there, right? Like, it's it's right there, it's, and then it's there for the taking. The confusion as well over who touched it going out of bounds to where they finally got it zeroed in that it was Oklahoma State and and point four left. It's enough time to catch and shoot, but at that point you're almost praying for a miracle in that moment like that. But yeah, I just I don't know. I I just had. Other moments from this season rattling through my brain right as he was getting ready to release that shot and ended up, uh, well, going the way that it did for sure. All right. Had uh, it is question. I, I don't know the answer to this. Um, I'm sure you guys do. It was Hicklin, I believe, that shot the three at the end of regulation. Had he played up to that point? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't have an answer for you off the top of my head because when he shot I it I, my my immediate thought was i don't know if i've seen him play today i know this i don't think they had many moments of his name being called on the broadcast yeah i don't know unless my weed pill was kicked in at that point i just don't remember it at all uh, all right, let's take a timeout. It's 3.43, an incredible finish for Bedlam. We'll spend some more time on it coming up, obviously, a little bit later. Uh, John Holcomb will join us in the 5 o'clock hour as well here on the Blitz 1170. Get his thoughts on what was an incredible Bedlam game, back and forth between both teams, what this means for the future. Um, Oklahoma State now trying to make a full push to even get the overall record back to 500 if they can before the regular season is over. And we'll talk with John about that and more coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, time out here on the Blitz 1170. We are always streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app, and we are coming to you live from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studios here on the Blitz.